Happy hump day, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor, back from his quick stop on the Betsports Golf Show. And I'm just curious, Andy, I told a couple people at the end of the show yesterday to hop on over into the golf chat and uh, harass you for college basketball picks. Did anyone actually do that? Maybe. I'd have to check. I, I, sometimes I don't play, pay attention to the chat as well as I should have. But uh, I mean, I've been I've been horsing them out. Been uh, I lost three championship games last night. I had three huh. teams that made it to the final, one on a very questionable call to a ineligible team. So it's funny the team I had still gets to go to the tournament because they're technically the winner. Because uh, I I don't know, and maybe somebody can answer this. There's always there's always something simpler. You know, it's always the simplest answer, but I don't know if it, that's the case when you're dealing with the NCAA. They seem like just a shitty organization to begin with that maybe won't exist in 20 years. But when you convert from Division Two to Division One, you're ineligible to play in the conference or in the Big Big Tournament for four years. So some of the conferences will let you play in the conference tournament anyway, because why not? I guess. And if you win, you just can't go. Somebody else, either the the other team or the team that won the regular season title, is deemed the the auto bid for that small conference. Some te- some conferences don't let you play just to avoid that situation. I don't fully understand the the reasoning. Like you're punishing a team for for jumping up and joining. Yeah. I remember this happened with South Dakota State too. When I was out there, they went to they converted to D one. So I'm not uh, I'm not super sure. No, I'm not sure what the deal is. So justice for Merrimack would be nice. And I mean, it happened the first year. One of the teams, uh, the, the first year that Merrimack was up, I think they went and right off the bat too. Let's just go a user bet. Uh, Leg Show Magazine, Davidson first half under 63 and a half. Both teams are going to be half awake. Probably the case, man. There's some early basketball today. What is uh? What is our earliest game we have? It's live. David- it started. <laughs> Davidson, same, but yeah, you might have to bet that one live. The ACC, the Atlantic 10 are both playing games before noon. So you have Wake Forest and Syracuse. That is ACC. So that'll be in Greensboro, North Carolina. I took the Wolfpack in that one for my, for my, uh, outright. So how's the NBA going? Everything just trucking along. The uh, Bucks can't stop winning. Hopefully, the Bulls can't stop losing. They played Denver tonight. That's a I shouldn't jinx it, but man, that would be that should hopefully just be another easy loss. I might have to start doing countdown tracker because I kind of went squarely with the under thirty six half on the Bulls, and now I'm actually like paying attention to the NBA again. So, uh, how, how's the week been? So it's pretty solid. Uh, you know, the Rockets let us down in the first half, but otherwise everything's been going pretty well. Um, you know, it's tough. Your Minnesota Timberwolves, a lot hinges on them making the playoffs. I don't know if you remember before the season, um, Drew and I actually got together and made a fairly largeable, uh, fairly sizable uh, preseason parlay on four teams to make the playoffs. And um, the Sixers, Bucks, and um, Denver Nuggets are all taking care of business. Your Timberwolves hanging by half a game. They're at the number seven spot. It would be really nice if they could just be the sixth seed. I'd appreciate that personally. Yeah, I would too. And then what's, uh, what's on tap for today? This Another, is where you can't um, view full-ass derivatives. Jeez, I love this. 
I know it's it's kind of a funky slate. There's seven games tonight, which is odd. There's usually more um, as a result over the weekend. Things shifted around. It's been kind of a funky week in terms of scheduling. But seven games tonight. You know, quickly the other um, got bets on two of them. The other five games, Cavs Heat should be a great game. Uh, you know, all the numbers look pretty good to there. Lean under, lean Cavs, but no official plays there. Mavericks and Pelicans, brutal schedule spot for the Mavericks. Kind of lean towards the Pelicans, but. They've really struggled without Zion. It's just an awful team. Um, and the Mavericks, you know, we'll see if they rest anybody, but I don't know. It's happy to kind of stay away from that one. Our Oklahoma City Thunder, I'm just I'm going to take ownership of them. Um, our 13-and-a-half-point underdogs. Is that right? Jesus Christ. Um, th- that number's been bet. Somebody's been betting the Phoenix Suns as big favorites this morning and pushed that number Ooh, all the way up. They got to Thunder. Yeah, the Thunder won for us outright last night. The Suns have been fantastic. So uh, I'll leave that one alone. Although if it keeps coming, at slide down. I'm going to look. Maybe Shea Gilders was announced out or something. Um, but that took a big jump. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. You mentioned the Nuggets-Bulls game. I actually don't hate the Bulls plus nine here. I didn't actually. They can cover it. all they want. I just, yeah, I was, I was close to that. Raptors-Clippers, do something else. That game's going to suck. Don't stay up late and watch Raptors-Clippers. Go to bed. Do something else. Watch a movie. But the two games I did bet, uh, get back into team totals here a little bit lately. We'll start with the Atlanta Hawks. Um, like this spot for Atlanta. The Wizards played last night. It was a makeup game against the Pistons, as I mentioned. So three and four back-to-back here for Washington. Should be really rough, uh, you know, rough shot and tired tonight. Um, the Hawks coming in. Plenty of rest. Everybody's healthy, and they've looked good. I mean, Quinn Snyder's figured out some ways to sort of reinvigorate Trey Young, get this team moving the ball around, putting up really big numbers. And I know 120 is a lot, but I'd have closer to 122, almost 123. So 120, 120 and a half. Give me the Hawks team total over tonight. I don't mind laying the four. I saw a little bit of value there. I made it five, five and a half, but this looked like a little better edge to me. Um, you know, the Hawks have been brutal this season as favorites. One of the worst teams in the league um, when laying points this season. So happy to stay away from that. And again, lean towards the over, lean towards the Hawks, put them together. It looks like a nice spot here for this Hawks team total over. And the Boston Celtics play against the Portland Trailblazers. No Anthony Simons. Um, Nurkic looks like he's 50-50 to play. We'll see how that goes, but Again, three and four, back-to-back here for Portland. Just a brutal, brutal rest spot for them. I think the Celtics put up a big number, but as I started to dig in a little bit more, um, when they do put up a big number, it's generally in the first half. They start quick. Their offensive efficiency is higher in the first half of the game. The pace is faster the first half of the game, and and that would make sense. I mean, they're a great team. They get out to a lot of big leads, so slow it down a little bit in the second half, get some of the backups in, work through some things. So instead of playing a full game over or the team total over, which is right around 121, uh, really like this first half team total over which you can find just about everywhere um most offshores have this at this point um just about every regulated book has one of these so yeah just the first half team total over 62 so hawks to score a bunch celtics to score a bunch early and i just counted we have 17 bulls games left i need them to lose 10 to get to 36 and 46 at best case. So, I mean, we got the Nuggets tonight. They got a back-to-back home home road versus the Sixers. You got two versus the new-look Lakers. You got the Clippers in L.A. You got a bunch of road games, the Bucks on the road, the Mavs on the road. I mean, there's some winnable games. You still get to play the Pistons and, you know, some other shit teams. But 
that'll be fun. That'll keep the blood pumping till uh till playoffs, which as much as I dog on the NBA and you know, I, I say it's not something that's for me and I don't watch it as it. much as some people. I love the playoffs. Like the NBA playoffs are really good. I don't even care that they take two months. Like that's half the fun of it is some of those long series. So I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy that. Uh, something else I thoroughly enjoy is, you know, conference tournament time and um, conference tournament time very much underway. Uh, basically outside of doing some other recording stuff, most of my day will be spent finishing up. I've basically half written every preview, just kind of getting ready so I could try to stay ahead. Still wasn't able to stay ahead. There's just too many tournaments that start in like a short span of time right now. I think there's eight or nine that start today. I've gotten out all the previews for the, any tournaments that have early early day games. Like there's a few that will start, you know, early in the afternoon. Everything else is like five, six, seven, eight o'clock tonight. So look for, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll see me posting probably about six or seven more previews with my outright picks in each. And I was going to talk about a couple today. So Here's a fun one. This is swag. This is, I almost felt bad when I wrote this, but in the preview, I wrote one of our nation's leading producers of 16 seeds. I was pleased with that line. So I had to, I had to read it one more time, but I mean, it's, it is what it is. Like the H, you know, the HBSCU schools are, are small and these conferences are small and they're always likely going to be not only 16 seeds, but probably, I think Lunardi would probably have, yeah. He has a different team than me, but uh, Lunardi has this as a, a play-in 16 seed. So such is life for the Grambling Tigers of the SWAC, the Southwestern Athletic Conference. Essentially, if you want to watch this, you're streaming the whole thing. I think the final might be on ESPNU, which I think is still just streaming, if I'm being honest. Um, a lot of upsets in this can happen, have happened, will happen. They don't give a lot of advantages to the uh, the higher seeds outside of just playing the worst team right away. Like, uh, but I did I did take one of the higher seeds here. I took the two seed Grambling. There are your actually your favorites, and a lot of it just came down to it's really hard unless you start splitting this up because to look at season long numbers. Like you could look at season long numbers for an NBA team, noobs, and probably give me a pretty good read on how that team's playing. You know. Maybe if it's not a team who's had some sort of massive injury that has greatly affected, or a trade that's greatly affected how they've, you know, yeah. you would even in that case you'd have some sort of split, and the split in the SWAC is once you start playing conference games. Let's go look at any of these conference schedules for these teams. They're here just playing by games all the time. They're getting paid to go that get the shit beat out of them by <laughs> SEC teams, and I mean they're all these teams are ranked in like the three hundreds. And they're playing a bunch of top 50 teams. It's it's brutal existence. And you can't really take those stats into account when you're looking, you know, how did these teams actually play when they played each other or, you know, got on, you know, got into some games where they were actually going to probably be, you know, semi-competitive. So I did some of that. And then I also looked at, you know, how did Ken Palm and Torvik start ranking these teams in regards to each other? And Grambling is just such a massive there's just a huge gap. It's a bigger gap than we've had in years past. It's There's just price for now, right? Yeah, it, it, and it, they only have to win like the three games. The open. Yeah, I know they're. It, it's all on a neutral. They they do have to win three games down in Birmingham, but 
but plus 15 was very tempting. I like Grambling a lot here. They're they're big. You see some of these smaller schools, they don't have a lot of size up front comparatively. They're pretty big for a small school. They make their threes at the highest rate in the conference, and they they defend threes. They defend the perimeter very well. So this is one I did like to mention, too, because they play at 3 Eastern today. This is one of the tournaments that starts a little earlier. So if you want to play Grambling, you're going to have to do it sooner than later. They start off playing the seventh seed, which is, uh, let's check, Bethune-Cookman, who has the longest odds to win the tournament, probably because they're playing the favorite. Uh, the nice thing for the top two seeds, little advantage, they don't play tomorrow. So two quarterfinals today, two quarterfinals tomorrow gives the one and the two seed a day of rest if they are to advance. And yeah, Texas Southern... I wanted to take it. Uh, Aaron Marshall brings him up. Yeah, Cookman is very, very bad. Texas Southern is like kind of a kind of a nasty eight seed. Like I, I'm kind of bank. I should have put that in there as well. Like I'm half banking on not having to play Alcorn State if you're grambling. Like they could absolutely fall right away um, on Wednesday here. So that would be that would be a lot of people honest. up at night thinking about Alcorn State. Alcorn State. So I, I don't know what time that game is. I think it is much later because all of them are on the same gym floor. So they'll have to wait. And you know what those assholes will probably do? They'll clear you out and make you come back in to pay admission if you want to go to the second game. That's just the way of the world today. So no fun such, such, it is, such is life. Uh, the other one I want to talk about today, the Mountain West Tournament. This is It doesn't have as much starch as last year. This was maybe one of the most fun conferences last year uh, with four really good teams kind of duking it out all year. Similar this year. I don't know. Maybe just my heart wasn't in it. I didn't pay as much of attention because San Diego State kind of heads and heads and shoulders above everyone else at this point as the one seed. You know, they're ranked. They're, they're ranked. They're going into the tournament no matter what. This is... You know, this is a, a multi-bid league. You, you could get four of these teams in the, into the big dance. That starts to get a little bit tricky, too, when you're looking at motivation. You can't say, hey, well, they're not motivated. They have an at-large bid. Well, everybody wants to improve their seating and their resume and make sure they get the best seating possible to you know, try to move on. And you don't want to dog it in the conference tournament anyway. So it's it's not like you're going to see one seeds uh, half-assing it because they're they're an at-large bid, but I did go down the board a little here to the third or fourth favorite, I think, with the Nevada Wolfpack. If anyone remembers Steve Alford, he used to coach in the Pac-12. He actually used to coach before that in the Mountain West with uh, one of the New Mexico schools forever ago, but I got a 6-1 to one in them. I think you can find some 6 I actually bet 650 offshore, but 6-1 to one or better here is uh, maybe a bit of a discount. They came in to the – they ended the season, excuse me, losing three of their final five games. I don't want to hold that too much against them. They have a really, really good defense comparatively to the top teams in the league. They have wins over all three of the top seeds so far this season, and they're just down the road in Reno. They should have a nice showing for the fans. This is uh, I think this is up at Thomas and Mack. Um, yes, this is UNLV's home court. If you want to really get weird, UNLV is technically home for all their games here. This is their home court. They're just not all that great. And, you know, they, they did have to play a pigtail game against Air Force before getting the two seed on the, in the quarterfinals. So UNLV's 13 to 1, I guess, if you want to get weird with it, because they are playing all their games in their a very familiar arena. I'm uh, 
I'm going a different direction with the Wolfpack. We'll take on, it looks like probably, uh, oh, they no, they're the four and five. So they'll take on San Jose State tomorrow in their first game in the quarterfinals. That's a team they beat the tar out of twice already. So hopefully we get smooth sailing, find them in the semifinals. Uh, just need one upset here against San Diego State, get them to the finals, and we can work with that. I like it. I also like that logo. That's sharp in the Mountain West. Good job. Yeah, it is. It's it's funny. That's my kid is doing that in art class, like the uh, the three point perspective thing. Mm. Where you have to, you you know, everyone does that project. You draw the sidewalk and it gets further away, and the buildings get smaller as they go to the horizon. It reminds me of a uh, an art project I had to assist with last night. But uh, I digress. We'll Arts gamble. Crafts, Andy. Arts and crafts, Andy, is uh, is a big part of my life. You know, just trying to get these kids through art class, but because I can't help with the, most of the other classes, I forgot all my history. Um, speaking of history, Indian Wells. I don't know. That's not much of a segue, but historic tournament out in California. Kind of a cool area, honestly. If you get a chance to get out there, if you're in Cali, and you got a bunch of action. I like this. Are we? This is still qualifiers, right? No, this is round one. We've got about half. Yeah, we've got about half of round one going today. And yeah, as we'll talk about the players here, I didn't realize this is Andy. This is fifth major week. We get the fifth major in the in tennis. We get the Mm -hmm. fifth major in golf. Again, five A and five B in tennis with Indian Wells in Miami. But it does feel like a fun tournament. Talked about outrights yesterday. Nothing to add. You can go back and look and see um, what I talked about yesterday. It was Benchich. Um, Kudamertoba and Bedosa. Again, that Bedosa number, a bit of a rogue price. So go back and check out yesterday if you want to see what outright bets we have. But uh, four matches I like in today's um, set of play here. And it is a little tough with some of these events. The first rounds, there's a lot of matches, but um, the field not quite as strong as maybe a Grand Slam. So let's jump in and take a look. We'll start with Christina. Christina Buxa, not Busca, which is a little confusing if you studied Spanish at any point here. Um the Kenya Open is the fifth major. AD, it's just lurking. Um, yeah, Buxa here. Got it done for us yesterday as an underdog. A confusing spot. Um, we grabbed her yesterday at plus 150. She closed it like plus 170. For whatever reason, the market really liked Roos, but didn't matter. Took care of business in two sets for us. And um, like her today, does go up against another qualifier in Katie Swan. So kind of on a level playing field. Not really a qualifier advantage here. But again, I continue to find Buxa to be pretty underrated in the market in terms of her hardcore play. Um, has had good success at the beginning of the season, all of last year, basically. And it gets a quality level of competition here. Um, one of the big reasons I do like her here, Swan generally um, just doesn't do as well as she faces better players. Now, I know that's kind of an obvious thing to say, but um, it's tough in the WTA to kind of figure out generally the level of player that um, a lot of these women are comfortable playing. And Boops is generally better. So I had her as a short favorite here, like this at plus 110. And then I did use the last names here, Andy, but we have a Linda parlay. Give me both Lindas today to win outright. I'm happy to put them together. Linda Nazkova, the young Czech, actually both Czech Lindas. It's a Linda Czech parlay day. Um, Linda Nazkova goes against Arena Camelia Begu. Again, just kind of an older journey woman on the WTA tour versus a young up and coming player. I know that Bego is really solid. And if Nazkova isn't playing her best tennis, there is a shot for Bego to frustrate her a little bit and steal this match. But 
I was able to put her in this parlay at minus 145. I had this closer to minus 170. So I like this quite a bit here. And again, kind of some high variance in what the outcomes might look. So although it sounds kind of like a much bigger edge, I think I still like it here at 145. Um, and we'll put it together with Linda Fruvertova. Um, just one Fruvertova this week. Brenda couldn't make it. She goes up against Meyer Sharif. Linda's minus 300. I had it closer to minus 400. Uh, Sharif, although will like these courts, they tend to be a little bit slower. It's going to be in the middle of the afternoon. Things will be hot. The ball's going to be really moving here, um, which would be great for Fruvertova. Uh, just absolutely head and shoulders better than Sharif here. So put the two together. We get plus 125. And another, this is one, uh, we do have a qualifier versus a main draw entry here. And as much as I hate to go against the red hot Ju Lin, um, just a fantastic start to the season for her. Made a deep run in the Australian Open. Won another tournament, and I believe it was Wa Win she won, and then you know has made a deep run um, at a couple of the other events here. Goes up against Lesia Sorenko, and I think this is kind of where the number has gone a little too far on on Zhu Lin. Sorenko is a very solid player, really cleans up, um, you know, as long as she's staying outside of the top fifty, top sixty in the WTA. I'm kind of right where um, Zhu Lin is at here. I had Sorenko as a short favorite again, especially with the little bump that she has having a couple matches under her belt here. I don't know if. Um, Julian has actually ever played in the main draw here. So curious to see how she reacts in that spot. Um, I had Sorenko closer to a minus 130. So minus 110, even my, minus even minus 110, I was able to get a minus 105. Looks good. So a short underdog, a sort of underdog, and a Linda parlay. Linda, Linda parlay. And yes, the, the Kenya Open. I don't know. Is it the Kenya Magical Open or whatever? I do remember like. And this might not even be the right tournament. It might not even be a tournament. I've just seen some really cool pictures of like uh, some golf courses the over there in Africa. Magical Kenya Open. Yeah, there's been there's been uh, some pretty cool shots of like just giraffes like walking across fairways and shit. You don't get that in the Florida swing. You get alligators. That's it. Or crocodiles. I'm not sure. Seems like it's gators. I wish there were Florida, more alligators and crocodiles just roaming the course. I don't know if I do. That scares me. I did. I, there was a pretty cool shot year, a couple years ago where uh, there was one just hanging out, a real baby one hanging out in a, a sand trap. Made me laugh. Just kind of hanging out. It was in the, like, the way the camera was pointing at the golfer. It was just kind of in the background hanging out there. So watch out for gators if you're in Florida. With all the fans. Yeah, you don't want to get eaten by all a right, gator. Fine. That happened at Disneyland, man, or Disney World. Like Somebody got ate by a gator. Out by uh, I don't remember. I shouldn't uh, but I get sued by Disney if I get this wrong. Speaking of getting sued by Disney, I don't think the Players' Championship has, but the players and Dan, thank you for even capitalizing it because for Sweet some damn reason they want to capitalize all the letters and players. I I get it when you do it in a logo, when you do it in text, it's just stupid. So you just are you supposed to scream it? Is it supposed to be players', well, players championship? Players. It is kind of the fifth major, but now we have 11 fifth majors with the elevated field. So kind of the same field as last week, guys. But all the top golfers are here. And, of course, I haven't bet on any of those guys. My outright card is further down the board, a lot of 30s and 40s. I did have – yeah, it was a little kid, wasn't it, Coogan? I get – the ADD is killing me. The Adderall shortage has murdered my productivity, guys. I've been stealing Ritalin for my kids. It's all, everything's going to hell. The world's the world's going to hell right now in a handbasket. But yeah, the Polynesian, I've stayed there. I do have a matchup not far from Disney up at the Players Ponteville Verde. I don't remember the exact town, but further down the board, a couple of golfers who probably aren't going to win this. 
I think their odds are closer to two or 300 to one. I do like Steven Yeager to place. Maybe this is a nice top 40 bet. If you can't find this particular matchup, this is uh, uh, not just a fade on Mackenzie Hughes, who I do bet against quite a bit. It feels like this is a bet on Yeager. He's played well of late, uh, really good around the green, which we're going to need has just had some, Decent, and you know, everything I'm gonna say is relative because if you watch any golf, you're not Steven, seeing Steven Yeager like win events, like decent results for someone in this range, in this price range. You know, he did uh play pretty well at the Honda, uh, 14th at the Honda, didn't even putt that well, but really good tee to green numbers, which is what I'm gonna need here. You're gonna have to be able to find these small greens, you're gonna have to be able to club down hit well off the tee and avoid all this water, all the sand, all this peat dye shenanigans. So Jagger minus one and a half over McKenzie Hughes is plus money at bet online right now. I took that this morning. That's one of my favorite matchups. And it's another one too, where some of the, you know, the, the more granular metrics I use this week, like how do you, how do you have you done over a big sample size scoring on par fives? Uh, Jagger by a million in that spot. How have you done just, you know, off the tee and approach in general, like, you know, I've already said tee to green, Jagger by quite a bit. There's a lot of metrics there. They're pretty close, but he has small edges and bogeys avoided, you know, three putt avoidance stuff. And like I said, around the green, he's, he's been very, very good. So I like him to make the cut cash me this on a Friday. Oh, and Andy, it's Which, time for my favorite maybe not segment true. on the show. Did you know there's champions league today? There is, there is. I did see the soccer chat kind of ha- yapping it up about that. Although I will mention somebody had a really good tweet about this because I just said, I'm going to cash this on Friday. There has been, there hasn't been a cut that has been fully decided. Uh, since November 4th, oh, January 26th. Every tournament since then has either been a no-cut event or it's been, you know, the cut wasn't on a Friday because it was a three-tournament three, uh, kind of thing or a three-course tournament. Or they just they just haven't been getting the second rounds in. Like, there's been a couple. It's always, like, one or two no golfers, but they just cannot get a cut line in on Friday afternoon. So the days are getting longer. Uh, we should have better luck. Hopefully the weather holds and we get a nice cut line. Uh, I'm just doing that to kind of uh, – give you some time to look at champions league only two matches a day couple of perennial powerhouses Bayern munchen and psg and then tottenham milan i guess we could just fade the spurs looks like the yeah, first these are second legs these are spurs second legs. are at I'm home down one nil in aggregate Bayern uh up one nil in aggregate at home god that's probably an under i don't really they both look like under spots yeah, I might. Uh, three and a so half. Here, I get the hook on three and a half. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go over to the soccer chat and see what the smart people are betting. This is, this is uh, me just pulling up, just pulling up Twitter people. Just gonna bets. steal picks live on air. Yeah, like what? What are the guys that actually pay attention to soccer betting? All right, some overs. Uh oh, that's not mm. good. All right, we're scrapping. We're scrapping. Scrapping it unless somebody in the chat has something. Um, PSG really going to rally in around Neymar's injuries? Maybe. I don't know. He's very young, I've heard. 
Maybe not as young as he once was. So I'm abstaining. I have too much shit to do today. I don't even want to pay attention. Tennis. We've got all the college basketball. What a great week. And it's just going to be a good day. And I got to get ready. You know, got to get ready for uh, golf tomorrow. I have some more betting to do on that. So I'll catch you guys tomorrow. We'll have some, hopefully, uh, an afternoon daily golf matchup. We'll have more basketball, more tennis, more stuff, and maybe soccer just because. So see you tomorrow. (laughs) 